Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, what's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. It's summertime in Louisiana, folks. And we all know what that means. Unbearable heat, unbearable humidity, and of course, hurricanes. That's right. Hurricane season is officially here. We're in the midst of it. So there's no better time than now to review your homeowner's insurance so you can understand the deductibles that you're responsible for. Because you definitely don't want to get caught with not knowing what they are if a major storm does come through and cause some havoc. Our friends over at Athlon Insurance, they've got competitive rates, man, through like 17 different carriers. They can make sure to find you great coverage with a highly rated company and more importantly, lower deductibles. Stop paying too much for your homeowner's insurance from a company that's probably got you the same exact coverage as everyone else. Call my buddy Dwayne Moran at Athlon Insurance. Get a free quote. doesn't cost you anything. The number is 225-366-7530. That's Athlon Insurance, and tell them you heard it right here on the ABV Podcast. All right, folks, if you're like me, you're a coffee junkie. I love coffee. Craft beer and craft coffee kind of go hand in hand. I can't start my day without it. I can't make my day without drinking it continuously throughout it. I don't care how hot it is outside. I need my coffee fix. And luckily, I have Cafecito Coffee Roasters as a sponsor of the ABV podcast. Chris and Stevie are doing some great things over there at Cafecito Coffee Roasters. The way they roast beans opens up flavors I never knew existed in a coffee bean before. It's insane. Their whole roasting process is second to none, and you've got to try it if you haven't had it. You can find their coffees all over Baton Rouge at plenty of grocery stores. You can find it at Calandro's Supermarket. You can find it at Alexander's Highland Market, just to name a couple. If you go into a grocery store and they don't have it, talk to a manager and demand that they get Cafecito Coffee Roasters in their store. Or if you're lazy and you don't want to get off the couch, take your phone, take your laptop, whatever, get online, go to cafecito.com. C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com because we're in Louisiana and we have to name everything with the E-A-U-X at the, at the end of it. I don't blame Chris and Stevie for this. It's great marketing, so it works. <laughs> but that's how you find the coffees online if you just want to order them. They're whole beans, so make sure when you're ordering their coffee, you can order a coffee grinder as well. Grind those beans up. Get them in your coffee maker and let the smells just overtake everything in your house. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. Proud sponsors, and I'm proud to have them, for the ABV Podcast. I'm assuming you love craft beer. You're listening to the podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't love it and still listen, although we are kind of entertaining, but that's not the point. you got to love craft beer. But do you find it hard sometimes when you're going to your local grocery stores or you're out to your favorite restaurant or bar and you're looking for one of your favorite local craft beers and you can't find it? You know, it's kind of a headache. Well, there's a company that's around now that's changing the game, folks, and that company is Pelican Craft Brands. They're Louisiana's American craft-only distributor, and they are determined to educate consumers and help them discover independent and family-owned breweries here in Louisiana. They're lining up new breweries every day, and they're getting them in the markets. They're getting them back on the store shelves, on taps, in the restaurants and bars, so that way you can go out with your friends and enjoy great local craft beer. 
Pelican Craft Brands is here to tell you they're going to shake up the status quo. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ABV Podcast. I am your host, Chuck P. Thank you for joining me today. Make sure you're following the ABV Podcast on all social media outlets. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. So go there and give us a like. You can keep up with all things going on with the ABV Podcast. Also on our Instagram page, if you go to our our bio, you can see a link to our T Public page where you can get some ABV merchandise. We've got T-shirts. We've got hats. We have face masks for everyone that's doing the right thing and wearing masks during this dumb pandemic we were dealing with right now. So you can purchase your official ABV podcast mask at T Public on our link on the Instagram bio page. We are at a secret location. Well, not really. We're at Jada Cody's house. Uh, a round table with some beer drinkers. We're gonna do this. Is gonna be like a special Urban South Texas episode from there. We got some beers. From their Houston uh, brewery. Well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everyone that's sitting around the table. We'll start off with the man himself, Jay Dakota. Jay? What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? I, I think it's actually just a, a spilled series here. Some of them are going to be New Orleans and some of them are going to be Houston. Oh, so we're going to we do a two mix. H, two HTX and two New Orleans. I like that. But HTX inspired them. New Orleans was not first to market with these. HTX started playing around with them and then... That's how that started, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sweet. The sultry tones of Tommy Tally here right there. This is your first time on the ABV podcast? It is. Dude, what did we call it back in the day? What was, what me, was and Chuck my me and my big mouth back in the day? That was an old show. Yeah. I don't know anything about beer, so of course I've never really heard well, I mean, but you're on it now, so. And we've also got, Ryan, I don't want to butcher your last name. No, Verdugo. Okay. Verdugo. Right? Verdugo. You were close. See, I was close. Yeah, it's all right. Ryan Verdugo is joining us as well. Former LSU baseball player, currently playing uh, down in Mexico right now, right? Yeah, I'm actually headed out. Thursday to uh, go play winter ball in Mexico. Nice winter ball in Mexico, and it's September. No, yeah, it doesn't it's start like till the spring so, training. For oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah, right. cool. yeah, I go down for spring. Fall, There's fall training. spring training, but it, the season actually starts October fifteenth. Nice. How long is the season down there? Um, it goes till a few days after Christmas, okay. and then there's playoffs, and the playoffs can run uh, obviously a little bit longer. But gotcha. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us as well, sir. I know you're an avid craft beer drinker, so yeah. glad you could be a part of the show. And I think Ryan muled me. most of these beers back from, <laughs> from Houston and from New Orleans, for that matter. So thanks, Verdugo. Yeah, the life of a baseball player's season gets canceled, you know, because of COVID. Huh? Yeah, yeah, look, there you go. Go visit some friends in Houston after they lifted the ban from people that Louisiana could go in. and <laughs> I'm going to get all the beers. Exactly. All right, well, uh, so this one is, is this one from New Orleans or? Yeah, this one's from New Orleans. This is the triple spilled fruited sour with mango, banana, and passion fruit. There you go. Definitely some tropical fruit vibes. Mango gives it a sweetness. It looks like a glass of orange juice. Yeah, it's, it's it, it looks like a fruit smoothie. Yeah. The passion fruit's definitely coming out getting a good bit of banana. It's, it's got that. That's tasty, man. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's tasty, man. The passion fruit's definitely coming out. I'm getting a good bit of banana. 
Mm-hmm. That's tasty, man. It's awesome. Got a heck of a mouthfeel. Got a heck of a mouthfeel on it. I mean, mm-hmm. with it very juicy as far as that goes, too. Yeah. It's like a juice with some alcohol. Yeah, absolutely. Wake up on a Sunday morning. Not a bad first drink in terms of... It was like, like a mimosa. Totally mimosa. It's a beer mimosa. A man mosa. There you go. So, so the, the spilled is what the these are called from here in New Orleans. And is it different? Is it spelled? It's just spill from Texas. Well, it's a sing- I think that says spill because they're using one fruit in there. I think this says okay. spilled. So that I, Jay might have to correct me here because he's way more in that game. But I believe that Urban South's Houston arm is definitely kind of a test lab for all sorts of more playful stuff uh, in terms of Urban South New Orleans brews Paradise Park. And the main stuff. Texas is not doing any of that, although they serve it there, correct? No, they cannot legally serve any beer made in New Orleans. Gotcha. Yeah, can't cross the line. It's Yeah, there's not, like, it would have to get distributed through third-party channels, gotcha. and that's not happening. Gotcha. So everything that Urban South Houston brews is sold at Urban, well, they can distribute in the Houston market a little bit, but nothing from New Orleans makes it to Houston. Copy that. So uh, it really is kind of independent as far as that goes gotcha. uh, and in that state. And actually, it's probably it would probably prohibit Urban South New Orleans from ever growing into Texas. But what they've kind of said is that you know they're, they've grown a lot, and they still aren't able to they're barely able to supply the the new orleans market right they're in baton rouge but they could grow a lot in baton rouge they're on the north shore they're in homa thibodeau i don't know if urban south is even in the lafayette market yet gotcha and when they decided to go any other direction they could easily go east and north and head to atlanta and nashville and, yeah you know go that direction out of new orleans instead of so yeah over to Houston. htx describes itself on its website as a creative research and development brewery yeah and so that's what i remember seeing kind of in that is just like which I, most breweries I haven't seen take this on. I mean, the Untitled Art series out of Wisconsin. Yeah, those guys too. play in this space. And those guys are good with fruit. And so for Texas to take this on and then inspire New Orleans to take it on, I was excited about because yeah. I think it's an interesting summer way to approach beer. Yeah. So that that Urban South Houston, the the whole idea is for it to be creative, for it to not have to worry about any mass market beers like paradise park holy roller and they might brew some small tanks of that just so they can have it on tap at their at their tasting room sure but they're not worried about distributing that throughout the city of houston or something like that they're worried about creating really cool stuff and having that brew pub environment which is tricky during covid because so much of that business that was planned can't even open was for the tap room operations sure. uh, but they have been able to continue to have a really good to go business uh, like all these spilled series that they're just canning and selling to go in four yeah. packs. And we'll see and, how that goes for and, people yeah. now because now there's a hybrid where some you can go to a bar bars in louisiana are closing at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. but i can tell you for sure, I had never thought about having a beer fridge in my garage until COVID. And then all of a sudden, because I'm not going out and hosting people, and I'm hosting small gatherings in the backyard as a couple people coming over and social distancing, but having a ridiculous beer selection. So I started actually thinking about muling beer and picking up more stuff, as you know. It's because I started calling you more frequently when before I never cared about beer at all in terms of home consumption. Did you have one of these you wanted to go to second? Uh, let's just go go like that. Let's go. So, or is the one in Houston? Are they even distributing, or is it just out of the tap room? So, 
Texas does allow for a limited amount of self-distribution now. Okay. So they are doing a limited amount of self-distribution to some stores and some some bars, I think, in, in or restaurants like yeah. right around the brewery. But I, I don't think they have much of a footprint. They would have to have delivery drivers doing that. Yeah, I don't and think I, they're... I don't I think really, they're an HEB or anything or any, like right. that yet. Gotcha. They're just kind of releasing on Instagram. Well, they announce what they're putting out that week, and that creates the buzz. And yeah. then everyone kind of goes online or pre-orders, or you just grind it out and stand in line in the heat. Yeah. I'm looking on their untapped on their menu, and it, it does show Holy Roller. Yeah, I was going to say, I think menu. they did do a Holy Roller. Yeah, but everything else is definitely just a lot of spill, double spill, triple spill. Yeah, they had a Mount, uh, they had a Mountain Dew one. They had a they had one with Nesquik in it. it did. Nice. But yeah, none of the other like flagship ones. So yeah, you had to watch out for the, to evenly pour the Nesquik one because if you were just pouring the last glass and sharing with folks, it got a little chocolatey at the end. Yeah, you got to roll these mm-hmm. yeah. these spilled ones because you get all the sediment at the bottom. It's, yeah, it's collects just sit, that last pour is just gonna be chunks. Yeah, yeah. pure fruit, man. So which one is this, Jay? Which one did you just pour? Uh, it's yeah, I'm this is the coconut, passion fruit, and lime. Okay, so that's close to what the Grand Isle is from Parish. It smells a lot, a lot like it too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Very similar. Very mm-hmm. beachy. Very not, similar. Not quite as, um, to me, not quite as like. Uh, that pina colada kind well, of so flavor. The, well, the other spilled with the mango and the passion fruit was like Dominican too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this one this one is not like as Caribbean maybe. It's a little bit more. It's not as Mexican heavy. It's not beachy. as heavy either. It's not quite. A, yeah. This one's not as thick as the last one was. Yeah. It's just more Ocean Springs or Orange Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that I mango, think you could still go like, like Cancun, Cozumel. Yeah. That's a really good beer, though. That's tasty. I also, That's really good. I also love good. Grand Isle. And it, I mean, I never got to try. What was the beach one before? Holly Beach was the oh, one. Holly Beach, yeah. Still, yeah, coconut. It's the, the coconut is what stands out to me. The coconut yeah. beer but is the, stronger the than, lime, the, than the Grand Isle to me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it, this this coconut dominates harder. So yep. I, didn't, I didn't mule this one in my... Uh, a guy who actually played baseball here at LSU with me, Matt Clark. Okay. He uh, he lives in Houston, and he came in. He's about to have a baby here actually any day. And uh, he brought that in here, and he's brought some other stuff from Houston too for me. Sweet. So got a good connection there in Houston for that stuff helps. that, yeah. Matt Clark hit 28 dingers his junior year. Yeah. Ooh, After transferring bombs. here. Yeah. Dude, I know. I was sitting there hanging with the guy. I was like, whoa, like you dropped 28 dingers at LSU and not a prime ball stage. Like, that was kind of like a dead bat. It was not gorilla ball years, right? Or no, we but. French? No, it wasn't gorilla ball. Matt, I'm sorry if I, I'm not trying to diminish your homework. <laughs> I don't know if he'll ever listen. I'm not diminishing your hey, homework. He got drafted. Yeah. After those, he, those, he, those orange stills, those bats were hot. This is a pitcher talking, by the way. He's yeah. definitely for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's well known those orange bats had a little juice. But he also was hit, I think, just about every single year he played yeah. in baseball, minor leagues, Mexico. Yeah. He's hit twenty homers every year. So, and sorry to be trapping, uh, totally hijacking the beer podcast with sports. But no, man, throw it all in there. It's fine. That's what, that's what, <laughs> the that's dude, what we're here the dude for. Literally, tra- the JUCO transfer to come to LSU and just drops twenty eight dingers out at the box, and wow. like, gets drafted the next year. And he's like, "Bye, guys." Like. Just an interesting journey. That's I'm out. Fantastic. See you. Yeah, yeah. I had a great junior year. I'm, I'm going to get paid later. So. Yeah, this. Is, so, were you a part of the whole Gorilla Ball? No, I was. I was here in 2000. Me and Matt actually did the same thing here okay. one year, signed and went to Pro Bowl after that. Yeah. Gotcha. So I came here in 2008, 
and we went to the College World Series. We didn't win. Yeah. And then the next year in 2009, they all won it. So. Gotcha. Okay. That's where we're not. I've got all the glory, and these guys don't get on the poster. It's all right. You know? <laughs> Ryan's cooler because he's here drinking beer with us. Exactly. Where's Renato? Renato. Yeah, and just Renato yeah. us again. Yeah, I'm just the guy that grinds. That's, <laughs> that's why we love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it, this is really good, and I agree with you, Tommy. The coconut is coming through a whole lot yeah. more than the Grand Isle. Yeah, a lot of these spilled beers I can't really go session on. Like I couldn't have a lot, but I, they're great to, to break into thirds to share with people. Short pours, enjoy them. They're fun. They're playful. Yeah, definitely breaks the ice. Uh, but. This one's actually – I could have more than one of these probably. Yeah, I definitely could have more of the first one we did, the, the mm-hmm. fruit and sour one. Mm-hmm. That was so much like – just like a breakfast beer, just like a mimosa or something like that. Yeah. This one I could probably have more of too, but I do agree with, with these, especially the heavily fruited type beers. Sometimes trying to throw a pint down of that is kind of tough, tough so yeah. it's good to share. Yeah. Of the, the, two, of the two we have left, they're definitely – they're definitely good. I mean, the, the peach and the peach ring vanilla one that we have coming, and then this, uh, honestly, the most sought after that I remember from Texas, and the people wanted me to get it like crazy when Ryan went and picked it up, was the tangerine blue raspberry slushy. And that goes down super easy. That, yeah, that one. Wow. That one's an intro. That comes out green. Yeah. Looks like Hulk, ju- Hulk juice when you pour it out. Yeah. There used to be a brewery up in Indiana that kind of started the craze with all these fruited, sour, slushy beers. And it was they were called 405 North. Mm-hmm. And... When they started coming out with that, and I think it was called slushy, the, the style that they use, everybody wanted it. Like yeah. we, it was it was hard for the beer mules that I know to try to get it because it was in such demand up there. Mm-hmm. And then they ran into an issue where apparently they were misprinting or not putting the correct ABV uh, on their cans. So they were saying it was like a 6% or a 5.5% or something like that. And then some guy decided he was going to bring it to a lab and have it tested. Uh-huh. And I don't know why this guy did this. Yeah, it's the same and, guy that shut down Volkswagen for their <laughs> diesel emissions. Huh? What a jackass. What a jackass. But it turned out like the beers were actually 2.3% or something like that. But selling them for the price of a higher ABV content beer, which is illegal. You can't do that. So they kind of dropped like... Dropped off the face of the earth for a while. Yeah. I think they're starting to come back and produce more beers, but now, I mean, everybody out on the markets got something awesome like this. So I'm glad these beers are here and I don't have to worry about trying to mule them from Indiana because that was tough. Yeah. And expensive. <laughs> All right, Jay, what you rolling over there now? He's going slushy on you, bro. This All is right. out of Houston. It's a tangerine blue raspberry slushy. I like it. And it pours green. Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's not the paint color on the can. <laughs> it's like that untitled art. Uh, what is it? Bottle bottle pop or pop? Or was it bottle rocket or whatever it oh, is? Man, the, like the ice cream that beer? That pours. Oh, I didn't like it's blue. straight up blue, man. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking I blue. That. I didn't like it. pours green on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It, it does pour like green. juice. Like we just went and got juiced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like... Put spinach in my smoothie. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wheatgrass added in here. <laughs> Who put the kale in here? You get bottom poor, dude. I'll take it. I don't happily. think that one has a chunky issue, though. Didn't, Not like the other. Doesn't feel like it. Dude, Man. you left me the last glass of the mango, and I had to go get napkins for all the chunk stuff in the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I had all the mango in the mustache. Fantastic. Man. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like literally I'm about to drink kale. 
wonder why it comes out so green. Whoa. Luckily, it doesn't taste like you. It's blue raspberry, and it comes out It tastes like Nerd Rope. Like, Nerd Rope might be one of my favorite candies, but that tastes like a Nerd Rope. Yeah. It's super sweet. You remember the Miel Brewing um, AK-41 era? Yeah. Very similar. Kind of reminds me of that. Very similar. But, like, it's definitely a candy. Raspberry candy sweetness. Those candy beers are kind of hot right now, too. Like, truly taking different candies and, and... Turning them into a syrup and adding that as well, an extract into the beer. The next one I think we have is yeah, the peach, peach ring. Rings. Yeah, it's playing on candy. which are one of my all-time. Yeah. If you're gonna make favorite a stop candies at a truck right stop, there, you might as well get peach rings. Man, that's one of your gas station hall foods, huh? <laughs> there you go. We, we talked about that on the yeah. Jay Cody show. We did talking about road nobody snacks. talked about peach rings though. No, dude, it was not on my radar. Beaver nuggets, man. I don't know what that is. That sounds awesome. Sunflower oh. seeds and peanut M and M's. Yeah. Beaver nuggets from Bucky's? You never had beaver nuggets? See, I like sunflower seeds I'm in on. I'm a, can- I'm a candy guy. <laughs> I'm a candy guy. Anything too, like Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish. Both, of, Swedish, rings. Yep. Both were, of those were on the list. They were on the list. Nerd ropes are an undercover sneaky great one too. Dude, nerd ropes. Like, well, in general, I mean, Barbara and I literally good movie theater thousands like when we were dating, married early years like the nerd rope started showing up in the movie theater and that was our entire like i don't think i ever saw nerd ropes in the movie theater huh and like i don't recall that either my movie theater snack is milk duds Mm. like if i'm going candy it's milk duds i like the malt balls malt balls are good i've never been a fan of the malt balls milk duds are good because like you can just suck the chocolate then you got nothing but caramel and you just kind of hang out with that for a while like it'll last you for you were talking about something else that gets stuck in your teeth. Like that, that, does that get, was my problem with milk duds. It's it, just how it gets stuck in my teeth. It will get stuck in your teeth. It's never sure. milk dud because of that reason. Yeah. If I want something stuck in my teeth, it's just going to be popcorn. <laughs> that's, that's my good call. Thing. You still have if I want a sweet tooth, it's Reese's Pieces. You still haven't gone back one. to the movies yet. That contrasts well, not, though. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. Is I, almost, yeah. I, I prefer popcorn and a giant Coke, and Coke is my sugar. Yep. But highly buttered popcorn. Okay. And like, dude, I will. And, and a sweet. If I'm not soda, careful, I'll go. Combo, yeah, if they yeah. give me the large Coke and the large popcorn. Oh, dude, I'll it's really all I need. I'll crush an entire Coke and an entire popcorn and go back and go and get, get more. A refill. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just call that a meal. It's pretty yeah. solid. My kid goes popcorn and M and M's in, in right. the popcorn. Yeah, That's what I would. I would put Reese's Pieces in my popcorn, yeah. and then like every now and then you get a little sweet pop. That's good. <laughs> Tommy, have you been in the movies recently since no, movie theater started opening? Are you kind of waiting? Dude, I. Great too. In general, three kids, business it's, life. It's like a bit. It's like a loan uh, for you to go to the movies. Dude, you check I out enjoy. Extra cash. I enjoy watching stuff at home. And the way they're, yeah. dude, Bill and Ted's new thing and yep. Mulan. Like I just buy those. I'm. I don't want to hijack what we're watching. I want to pay for it. But I like being at home, dude. And so, do I go to the theater? Yes, usually by myself or when the kids want a movie. But like Barbara and I stopped date nights years ago at the movies. It's like we'll go get an awesome dinner or this. But like. Yeah. Movie night is like crashing on the couch for us. So how was Mulan? I thought it was fantastic because it's a great movie. I also have three daughters, and so like a female empowerment superhero movie is badass. Yeah. And so I just thought it was beautifully shot, beautifully done. I thought, obviously, it's a simple story arc. does not break any of the rules per se. I thought it was fun. Um, I've never seen the animated version. That's the thing. I don't even remember that. So I had no preconceived anything. My kids were like... Where is the music? Where is what's the character uh, Verdugo really? Yeah, knows. the dragon. Like the dragon, everybody the, wants Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy that did the dragon. There yeah. was there was no dragon, but there, 
Yeah, there wasn't a, there wasn't a musical like the the animated one, but yeah, it was, they were taking it like super serious from what I but heard. But they yeah, but they still did have some of the tunes, the old tunes from the mm. the music piped in so in some parts of the movie. What's the character's name that they, the dragon? Do you remember off the top? Mushu of or Mushu? Mushu. Mushu. Like so here's it the is. funny thing about having kids now is that my children know Eddie Murphy as Mushu and Donkey, <laughs> and I know wow. Eddie Murphy from middle school as Eddie Murphy Raw. That's yeah. a very different Eddie Murphy. <laughs> That's a completely different Eddie Murphy. <laughs> to the point where like I try to show one of my kids. After they saw, like, we watched, we watched Eddie Murphy Saturday Night Live. Where I was like, guys, if, you're, if I get to pick tonight, we're watching SNL. It aired a few days ago. Eddie Murphy's on, and he's coming back. And they heard his voice, and on one of the skits he was doing, they were, looked at me, and they went, Dad, that's Donkey. And I was like, Donkey? No. I said, like, oh, that is Donkey. So then I decided that I was going to show them original Eddie Murphy so they understood who he was. So we Whoa, watched, we watched no. Trading, we watched trading, oh, trading, no, we watched trading right. Places. Oh, I dare you to go watch Trading Places again. In terms of the non-edited TV version, which I see all the time on like you, oh, Jamie Lee TV. Curtis shows her boobs. Yeah, people get naked constantly, <laughs> and also the way you talk about, yeah, the racial divide and oh, the way it's man. talked about in an '80s movie like that. I was sitting there next to my children, and I was like, "Oh dear God, what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> you forget the '80s were weird, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't knock my '80s, man. I love the '80s. It's great. Well, Beer anyways. number four. What do we got now, Jay? Let's keep cracking them open over here, Chuck. This is New Orleans, and it is the double spilled fruited sour with peach, peach rings, oh, okay. the candy, and vanilla. I don't know if I've ever had a peach ring. I'm You've never even it. had a peach ring? What about, I've had, like, what about apple rings? Are they the same? I had apple rings. Okay. But I don't think so I've had a peach ring. Treat yourself. All right. I'll, Treat do, yourself. That, I'll do that <laughs> yeah. next time. I'll stop on the way home. Give me some peach rings. It was a trend on TikTok for a little while. Everybody revealing their gas station hall. Oh yeah, it was. And there's a what was the thing I saw? It was uh they were doing the Target thing where they were like guessing what each couple like what the other would get them for. Uh, uh, yeah, I, saw, I saw a if couple one, of those. If one, kept if one's staying in the car and someone goes in to pick yeah. what you pick for the person. Yeah. Gotcha. That's an interesting version of the newlywed game. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm behind on all these TikTok trends. I haven't I got on the TikTok yeah. train yet. Man. I mean, I've gotten lost. Might as well do it while you're in Mexico. That's yeah. definitely a good time burn, dude. I, yeah, like I'll literally like get in bed at ten o'clock and make the mistake of opening the TikTok app, and then the next thing I know, it's like one thirty in the morning. Like, yeah. oh, I got to get up for work in three hours. This is great. Let me just put this down. It's just dumb content. It's just like I'm watching cooking videos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People that think their house is haunted and they're trying to film and catch ghosts. Like yes. it's just, I'm watching the dumbest shit on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I watch a lot of smart stuff on there, actually. Like, <laughs> it's learning, true, dude. Just like, like, I follow these people that do you're these, rotting your these brain geography out. lessons. Yeah. I, mean, I, I follow because we do a Space News Now segment on the show. I follow multiple accounts that post space content, and like the story we did on on this past week's show about uh, the possible life on Venus and finding yeah. the, that one gas that they only know is emitted by living organisms on Earth and they found it in the atmosphere in Venus. And, like, I learned that through TikTok. Wow. And, like, from three or four different accounts Which on my TikTok. Which isn't that crazy because I learned it through Yahoo and it's not yeah. that different. It's I mean, not. <laughs> Yahoo, TikTok, whatever. Like. There's a lady that was on TikTok. She was a scientist. She just got her own Netflix show. 
Yeah. It's like yeah. she's teaching science to kids and yeah, stuff. Awesome. Like yeah, that. Emily's Wonder Lab. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I follow her. She Me does, too. I follow her too. She's she she works for NASA. Or yeah, has worked for NASA. She's there. You go. Does a lot of space content. Yep. Now she's got. Now she's on Netflix. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Maybe we should watch that and we could talk about it. On we space to, news. We now. need to get our Netflix show. Well, when we, we, we got to figure this out, we can Chuck. touch with her, contact her, get a call into the show. That would be a great idea. That would be a great idea. Do some research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the beer we're drinking. Oh, we're drinking. <laughs> peach ring. This is the beer the podcast. Peach ring. Wow. Yes. There you go. This is good. I'm not a big peach guy. But so this the this one we good. started with was Urban South Houston. Then we drank two Urban South Texas. Now we're uh, – sorry. I've got it backwards. The one we started with was New Orleans. Then we drank two from Houston. And yeah. now we're back to New Orleans. Yeah. Correct. Let's this see. is the peach I work ring. I've got my, my, my Spanish before I go to Mexico. Let's see. See. See, <laughs> cerveza. How good is your Spanish? Uh, I can understand more than I can speak. I yeah. get I get nervous speaking it, and then you get flustered and you just panic. Yeah, like, yeah tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's got some peach in it, but it's not overly peachy. No. This is probably mm. the most tame of the four that we've had. It's super tart too. Like it, it that's what tart. surprises yeah. me. Is I feel like it's going to be chill, and then all of a sudden it like catches tart. I like yeah. the tart. Now they, it, yeah, this one is too. called a fruited sour. Got it. Whereas some of oh, them yeah, are, well, that's a fruited sour. Are they all fruited sour? I think they're all fruited yeah, sours. Yeah. Technically, this has been the tartest out of the all of them. Yeah. Sure. yeah, I would agree. This is the most, the most sour, and maybe the least fruity. The vanilla rounds it out pretty nicely, though. Yeah, it it's it smells more peachy than it tastes, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing. It's very nice. Dude, I really liked the coconut one. Not to be disparaging the one we're currently drinking. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. But the that coconut, coconut one. That was my first time having the coconut one because that got muled in by. Yeah, he just he brought uh, me the yeah. one. Matt brought me the one can of that. So that's, that, that's the beer. first time I've had it too. Yeah, yeah. I think the the triple spilled coconut passion fruit lime out of Houston, and then the triple spilled mango banana passion fruit out of New Orleans are my two favorites. Sure, Th- those two for sure. I mean the. the the mango banana is one that we had a lot of because we went to the New Orleans. We, picked, mm-hmm. we yep. muled it back, and we yep. had a good – And we had a lot. We, we had a we good ended up collection. With a haul. And everyone I shared that with was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like in their brain, they were like, game changer. This is a beer yeah. of what's happening. And I loved watching their reaction to wow. it. Yeah. Um, I would say for myself – if I was walking through a shelf with all these on it and I just could buy it year-round, that coconut one would probably be a consistent one around my house. Not to say the mango wouldn't. The uh, the Nerd Rope, in terms of the blue slushy, I would probably keep it around just to share with others, but I wouldn't yeah. get that a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a fun it's novelty beer. It's a little yeah. too sugary, yeah. It is. It was very sweet, but yeah, I agree. The coconut one might be my favorite out of all Dude, of them. But they're all good. They're all yeah. solid yeah, yeah, beers. Yeah. But How many more do we have? Should we take a break and reset the table? We can totally do that. Let's do it. Bam. All right, we're taking a, a little break from the spills. Ryan, this is one you poured for us. What, what are we drinking right here? This, excuse me, this is a Haze Not Hate. It is from the Great Heights Brewery, I believe. Can't see the... Grit and Sabro. <laughs> Hazy double IPA brewed with citra. It's pretty delicious considering Victoria you said you bought this... Yeah. Yeah, a bit of color, but it's still uh, June 9th or something like that. Drink something the day off the canning line. That was the last can of it that I had. Yeah, so I thought it was well done. A portion of the proceeds actually went to the LGB 
Was it QT? Nice. Did I say that right? I think so. This is really Sometimes good. This is a plus. So it's good to, good to right. support something while buying beer and you know, supporting my habit. It's a pretty can. Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. I like it. It's a good beer. Yeah. Indeed. What are these other two uh, Urban Souths? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go New Orleans. This was um, their their Spilled series. This one, to me, it, it launched at the same time as the Mango Banana Passion Fruit. And I will say that I found it to be the lesser of the two. Okay. It's a spilled strawberry watermelon. And you can just imagine that strawberry and watermelon are not going to be nearly as strong yeah. in a fruited sour as mango, banana, and passion fruit. I've found in and general that the when, they, when they triple, nice. I like them. Any of the tripled, I feel like I've liked more than the yeah. single or the double type stuff they're doing. So, Well, when we originally, tr- me and you originally tried these... We went the mango banana first, yeah. and that was, I mean, that's tough to follow. So yeah. this one kind of just took a back seat, but I drank one of these by itself, and it was, it was I enjoyed it a lot more th- after not chasing it behind the Yeah, the, the mango's one. impressive. The mango was one of those mm. beers I drank, and I was like, I don't feel like I paid enough for this. They put so much money into this can. Like, I just don't even see how they're getting the <laughs> ROIs at. Like, uh, but yeah. Ooh. It's a pretty color. It is a pretty color. It's like a, a pink Laffy Taffy. Yeah. A pink Starburst. Um, it's got a nose on it. Mm-hmm. I think I might like it more now than oh, I did okay. before. It's, it's weird. The nose doesn't really remind me of watermelon too much. Strawberry, I guess. Definitely yeah. finishing strawberry. A strawberry Laffy Taffy, like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe like a strawberry Starburst. Pink Starburst, man. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's a good beer, right? It's great. Yeah. But just definitely sit middle of summer with like, I, I definitely fallen into like, just like I drink Paradise Park or Modelo during the summer. Right? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden this stuff came around. And I was like, it's I not can totally dude. sit in hundred degree weather in broad daylight and yeah. drink this just fine. It's not overly sweet at all. <clears throat> it's not overpoweringly sweet no. by any means. It definitely has some of that candy sweetness, but it's, uh, this is drinking a lot better to me than the first time I had it. Yeah, and I don't know if Ryan, what you said that we just—it's been long enough now on this one that—that that, I mean, if I if but the first time I had it right after the mango banana passion fruit, it was maybe just overpowered because mm-hmm. sure. this is a little bit more subtle, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. What was, what was the issue the first time? Just like was it too? I just well, I, my memory of it was that it just kind of faded away too fast and it just wasn't as bold uh, okay. and aggressive and fun as the triple spilled mango banana passion fruit that it was just kind of meh compared to that yeah but the subtlety of it is actually quite nice yeah and drinking it on its own and kind of picking up that strawberry starburst uh, you know kind of candy flavor much like the uh, the lemon uh, or the peach ring and that other one. Yeah. That's pretty good. This is good, man. I like this a lot. This might be taking the place of the coconut one. There you go. Maybe. I don't know. The night is young. <laughs> I think I have a few more of these. That's good news. Yeah. There good you go. News. You don't have to worry about that one aging wrong. I was always worried with the spill that they weren't doing well. This one seems... This is the oldest one in the fridge. Well, the mango and this are the two oldest we have sitting, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the other ones came from later series. I was worried that they were sitting too long. Yeah. 
but they're not that old although they have they did sit at room temp for a while not even refrigerated which you're supposed to really keep them chilled the whole time yeah because there's so much actual fruit in there yeah but they held up fine yeah what is too long for a beer to be sitting well these it's a whole different (laughs) three years and it doesn't matter it's like a mcdonald's burger right it's (laughs) just never goes bad it's not gonna go bad Whoa, just whoa, never goes bad. Yeah. You did that in your garage. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there can be some quality issues, by all means, but uh, but generally speaking, those domestic loggers aren't going to go dark, bad. Dark beers fast. as well, right? They can sit forever, but in, dark ho- beers, in hop world, dark beers you want to go get better. In hop time. world, you want to go fast, right? So the flavors, the bright, crisp, floral. Citrusy flavors from hops can fade yeah. quicker than pretty much any of your other flavor compounds out there. So, when you're having something that is super duper four time dry hopped, yeah. that's going to be the first thing that fades away and is just truly, it's going to drink as a different beer sure. from one month to Which two months. Which is why months we, when we poured the haze, not hate, we felt like maybe yeah, it lost a little bit of the color. Like a different beer. Like, yeah. it just. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it is why when you're talking about the the double dry hop ghost in the machine, freshness is key. Yeah. Sure. People want it the fresher that they can get it. They want it when Calandros gets a pallet of it the second day, you know, the the, the can that day, bottled that day, arrives yeah. at the store that night or the next morning. Like, but they're also the people same people that'll be like, oh, this is too green. You can't drink this right now. I was yeah. like, well, yeah, you need to, sometimes you gotta let it sit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like, if if I'm drinking fresh ghosts, I like drinking it, or like, like the DDH ghost, maybe two weeks after it's come out. Just let it sit and kind of mellow out a little bit, because it could be kind of harsh when you first get it. You get that. Oh, yeah. The country. To me, overvalue it. I think it's a good beer, but. Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you could trade that dude, across fun. the country. Yeah, yeah dude. To me, it's like liquid gold. I think it's a good you beer, could, but. Dude, dude, you could trade that across dude. the country. Yeah, yeah it's dude. It's like liquid gold. It's fun. You it can, and look, I'm not saying I don't like it. Normally, yeah. when I pour it in a glass like this, I prefer to share it because I don't, I don't need a whole version of that. Do I enjoy it? Do I slow sip it? Is it good? Absolutely. But a lot of people but, do that. They'll buy Ghost to trade for like Heady Topper or you know anything from the Alchemist or Pliny the Elder, yeah, like Pliny. all the big name like hard to yeah. get beers. Ghost can trade for that because yeah. it's that good. Which is hey, that's great for Louisiana. That's fun we got for a craft Louisiana for brewery sure. putting yeah. out you know that quality of beer. Pliny. Some good beer coming out of Louisiana right now. Yep. Speaking Lord of, Lord. what we got next on the spill well, list? Well, we're actually technically legally going to Houston, Texas. Now. All right, but it's Urban South Houston, and uh, this is our final of this uh, spilled series that we're going to get to taste today. This one is also strawberry. It's pouring super pink. Yep. Uh, but it's the strawberry guava out of the Houston Urban South Brewery. Nice. The same. You can see it's the same version, right? The spilled can versus just the spill around the side. It's the same mm-hmm. art. I don't know when they changed that and messed with it, but I like the artwork. Whoever's doing that over there, and even in New Orleans, I guess it's the same person. Maybe did it? It's got to be the same person. Yeah. That's really cool. 
saw a great meme the other day that said Urban South is going too far with this, and it was someone hijacking one of their images and pouring mayonnaise into the can. I saw that, yeah. And it was fanta- It was a fantastic <laughs> troll. I thought it was yeah. awesome. I think it was, they had a beer coming out like with some kind of coconut beer or something, so somebody had, they were squeezing a bottle of coconut juice or something right. and i'm like man somebody is gonna Somebody's run with gonna this own that. <laughs> and sure enough there it went mayonnaise well the urban south htx actually did put out a beer that came out completely i think i have a picture of it it came out completely white it, whoa oh, really yeah interesting right here that is interesting oh, there is something to be said about that. The experimental brews. Oh wow! Yeah, that looks like a pina colada. That is. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is, yeah that's yeah, coconut marshmallow, and that's what it, t- it tastes. Oh, coconut like. marshmallow. There wow! You go. Look at that. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, I. The the experimental brew, like drinking enough of these, and now we've had six of these spilled series beers on this podcast. Like I've got a holy roller next to me, yeah. and then I still have some of that. Uh, the love, the hate, haze, not hate, um, but like, I'll. I'll do tastings like this, and I'll just be like, okay, now I just want a beer. Yeah, like exactly. This, these spilled oh, yeah, series too. beers are the ones that will drive me back to just like Paradise Park. Yeah. Or a Dos Equis. The amount of times right. recently <laughs> I've cracked at Paradise Park after going through rounds of this and taking a sip being like, oh, my God, that's delicious. Yeah, some, just sometimes she's like, like okay, yeah. this yeah. is cool, but I want to remember what a beer tastes like. I want to remember what a beer tastes like. And to be celebrated, I, I really think, are the – the loggers, the pilsners of the world, the light, crisp, clean craft beers. Paradise Park from Urban South is a great one. Yeah. Southern Draw from uh, Great Raft is a great one. Uh, it's a, an ale, but the Catahoula Common from, yeah. from uh, Gnarly Barley, great beer. Great beer. So uh, those kind of beers that are just like, they're just beers, man. They, anybody should be able to enjoy those beers. Yeah. But it's still local. It's still craft. It's great. I mean, with football, well, I was going to say with football season coming up for tailgating purposes, uh-huh. so there'll be no tailgating this year. But, I mean, those are great tailgate beers to have those out. I mean, yeah, those are perfect tailgate beers. For sure. But since we're not, we're not doing that this year. So the guava is definitely different than the watermelon on this beer. The strawberry still coming through, but it's different. I get guava on the end of it. Strawberries, yeah, it's got more green, got more bright citrus fruit. It's not really citrus. No, since the mango though, it's the thickest one we've had. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it definitely is like I remember drinking it, being like, yeah, non-memorable for me. Like probably the bottom of my barrel as far as these go. I'm just glad I got to try some of these without having them explode everywhere when I open. Right. Yeah. It's very disappointing that. That's nice. Yeah, man. So we we had one on the radio, one or two on the radio show. That uh, one of I think that's one of the ones I brought. Yeah, well, right. It was yeah, that was from your collection. Yeah, uh, that we had, and I mean, it like blew up on me in the studio. Yeah, it just, I opened it and it was just like a volcano erupting. It just kind of just like yeah, it just it, continued. It, it, to like, it was it was karma ex- for first round of JD's barbecue. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what you were getting. But it didn't. It didn't like. It didn't like explode. <laughs> but like you would open it and it was like, like yeah, a kid's science when they did the volcano, like their yeah. science experiment. Like it just, in there. it just kept going and going. It just overflowed. And you couldn't stop it. That's what my barbecue sauce did too. Yeah, yeah. Started yeah. blowing up. I mean, some of them just it, blew up. It, yeah, some blew up. <laughs> Kirk Holder had one that blew up in his face. <laughs> I do remember that. That's amazing. That's, Too bad it wasn't man, Kirk. I, I don't even know how I recovered. 
<laughs> but you did. Look at you now, Jay. You're in Walmarts know. and stuff. I don't know. It's amazing. We're getting there, man. Got a cookbook and things. I mean, you're, you're all over the place. I, I need to remember that story for, like, the next time somebody asks me, like, you know, one, of, one of those just entrepreneurial style, but, like, what's, what was your greatest, like, oh shit moment or what was what was one of your one of the times you failed you know that led you on the path to success kind of thing and you're like first off like, they I, totally said never make a barbecue sauce and the first thing I led with was a barbecue sauce yeah. and the second thing that happened is when the barbecue uh, sauce sat on people's shelves is it blew up it kind of blew up, up. <laughs> I always tell the story about how I got kicked off in the first round of MasterChef as one of my biggest failures that like drove me forward then like you know, tell a Gordon Ramsay story when he told me my food sucked. Uh, <laughs> but the the launch of the barbecue sauce really was a a trying time. Yeah, I mean, you that, could have just gave up by your like, yeah. all right, this isn't working. I'm I gotta do something else. Fight through it, I guess. But like, bottle number one is still up on my shelf, and it never exploded. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I mean, it, was o- it was only a handful of them. Look, Tin Roof had that issue with Bayou Bingo, remember? Yeah, things were blowing up in the old office house. Oh, it's happened. For, yeah. <laughs> it's happened from breweries before, too. Jacob yeah, Daly was yeah, like, you need to get these off the shelf right now. We were walking out of Tommy's old uh, house that we had for an office. That's true. As we were walking to the garbage can, they started exploding. <laughs> we were like, ah! I'm just trying to throw them in the garbage can. It was to insane. Be fair, Tommy, what they told me in <laughs> South Louisiana is what you don't start is a Cajun seasoning company. Gotcha. I was okay doing it. If I was yeah. in Texas, don't do a barbecue I sauce. I felt like you told me But in Louisiana, it was don't do a Cajun seasoning. <laughs> Mark Calandro from Calandro's Supermarket, when I first talked about doing the barbecue sauce, he said, I was worried you were going to come pitch me on a Cajun seasoning. I don't want any more Cajun seasonings. I get three in the mail every week oh, I'm sure. from somebody around the state of Louisiana that's like, my Cajun seasoning's better than Tony's because of this. And he's just like, cool, but nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. He, he heard, he was like, barbecue sauce, all right, there's not too many of those in Louisiana. Let's play. Yeah. So, good that, thing. And that's, I just remember the story of you telling us, like, you know, the one, I don't remember, as far as packaging goes or SKUs go, is like, uh, you know, Food, food world. Wait, you got another barbecue sauce, and I get also agree in Louisiana. It's just like, oh no, another Cajun seasoning. You know, it's like it's Tony's with less salt. Call it slap your mama, right? Like it's just like, right. yeah. it's been oh done. Oh my gosh! Every, yeah. Everybody else thinks their version of Tony's with less salt is original and unique, and no. it's just like, uh, <laughs> it's not. It's out there, man. Yeah. There's so many Cajun seasonings on store shelves around here. That's just like, yeah. how do you even get into that? I mean, you, the the answer would be you build your name first, and then and then you go, then you launch or it. you spend right. copious amounts of money on digital marketing more than anyone else. Drop it on the Facebook, just yep. in terms of Insta, Facebook. Yep. that's right. Crazy money. You got to go leg- big. A legit serious investment. You yeah. got to go big. Yep, and, and <laughs> totally make it like that. That's right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Tony Chastry, spice and herbs. Great for blackening. Blue, blue lid. So is your barbecue rub. My barbecue rub is also great for blackening. It's a good call, Chuck. You're welcome. <laughs> if only I had friends that supported me. Hey, man. That's, that's why I'm here. So, I support Jay all the time. I've told him many times that I don't buy his barbecue sauce and his, or his wine per se, but I will buy the, a ton of his seasoning and a ton of his uh, honey, uh, mustard. No, the mustard's money. Dude, the, the tallies have mustard and frickin' seasoning flowing through the house yeah. the way we cook. Uh, sorry, we I don't got, know what to do with the barbecue, and we're not big white wine drinkers, so that's kind of yeah. that gap. I got mustard and rub in the house. Finished off the wine the other night. Nice. 
Exactly. Very yeah. good. Got to have the mustard in the rub for sure. Yeah. Let's ask Verdugo about baseball. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask him about like just traveling, like playing baseball, and it's like you've you've played all over the place, and like I just want to talk to you about like the different beers and, and like. Not even just beers, like just any kind of alcohol that you were drinking while you were traveling, finding just some stuff that you knew that you couldn't get back in the States. Yeah, so I've played I played in the States for a while. I've played in Mexico. I yeah. played overseas in Taiwan. And then this last winter with actually Team Mexico, um, we qualified for the Olympics and we went to Japan. Nice. And so we were in Tokyo for all that. And there's definitely... A whole different kind of style of beer. I, the only light beer I ever found in Taiwan was Heineken Light. Wow. That was it. It was Bud Heavy's Heineken. Uh, they had Sapporo, Kirin, and then they had some other kind of random. I actually did find in the city that I lived in a small little craft beer kind of store and restaurant, and they had a whole bunch of like craft beer from the U.S. that they had imported in. Really? So that was kind of cool, wow. but... Besides that, it was there's no Bud Light, there's no Miller Light, no Bud Heavy. Yeah, they're Bud Heavy, which is and it's also weird as they serve it warm. Really? So we had I remember the first time we had a banquet dinner with our whole team. There was a whole there was Bud Heavies lined up around the center of the table like in a circle around where they served the food, but they had buckets of ice, and I'm like. Are going to, like, chill this? Or <laughs> yeah, like, like why is it the beer in the Am I actually just, like, college where I have to roll it in the ice for, like, <laughs> three or four or five minutes to, like, cool it down? But, no, they just – so whenever you're drinking beer there or drinking anything – This is in Taiwan? In Taiwan, yeah. Okay. So if we're sitting around drinking beer like this, everyone has a little – a cup or they – it almost looks like a shot glass. Yeah. You pour it in. And if I want to take a drink, I have to cheers everybody. And that's when you're supposed to drink. It's not, like, casual, like, sipping. Yeah. But it's more of like a, a whole like, like a social engagement. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if like I want to take a drink, <laughs> it's also a great beer. Presidente is one of my favorite beers. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I had a vacation. <laughs> but uh, I'm so bitter about that. <laughs> it's gonna be our right that now. beer. But uh, so yeah, if we're like sitting around drinking and I want to take a sip of this beer, I just yeah. cheers and everyone goes like this, and then you take a sip and everyone keeps going. Huh. But, yeah, so that was my fr- Like, I hadn't had a, a regular Budweiser in God knows how long, and then... So what was the bucket of ice for? Like, did, So that you could, put, like, so when you poured it in, like, in the glass, you could put, you put an ice cube, cube in it, and it kind of chills it a little bit. Gotcha. So you, um, it's still weird to me. I mean, I don't really ever put ice in my beer. I knew people growing up, like, my grandmother and, like, some of her older friends would put ice in beer. Yeah. So weird. I mean, that's just how they do it. That's their... Yeah. That's the just tradition of how they did it. Yeah. But I definitely... Because there's 7-Eleven that make a habit of trying a bunch of different beers over there. And then, obviously, Japan. I wasn't there as long. I was only there for a week or so. And they had some good stuff there. Trying a bunch mm-hmm. of different beers over there. And then, obviously, Japan. I wasn't there as long. I was only there for a week or so. And mm-hmm. they had some good stuff there. But I had some Japanese beers... Years ago, back when the chimes used to do around the world, mm-hmm. and you had to go like all over all over the the world. That's why it was called around the world. Mm-hmm. But there was some there was some Japanese beers, and I can't remember which one it was, but it might have been the worst beer I ever had in my life. It tastes like somebody took a, like a Miller Light and just put a box of pepper in it, and it was the strangest. Like I was, and this was. I wasn't a big beer drinker at this point. Yeah. I was starting to get into beers, and 
I was with my friend of the chimes and he was in the middle of doing it. He's like, you should try doing this. I'm like, all right, cool. It just so happened that that night they were doing the Japanese beers. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, if the rest of these beers taste like this, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this. This is horrible. But there were, I think there were three on the list. One was really bad. Two were kind of similar to like a Budweiser or yeah. something like that. They weren't like, but I didn't know what to look for in a beer back then. Yeah. All I knew of beer back then was Red Stripe and Coors Light. Mm-hmm. What about Mexico when you play when you playing in like Presidente's? No, Presidente is Dominican beer. Dominican, yes, yeah, true. So that's true. Mexico is a lot of. Uh, um, Tecate, Tecate mm-hmm. Lights, they kind of have the same. I, I think they're owned by Budweiser. I think so, yeah. So they had the Tecate Titanium, which is like Bud Light Platinum. Gotcha. Um, they had Modelo, um, Indio. As far as the Mexican approach goes to it, though, living in Los Angeles as long as I did, I've never seen anyone take a Budweiser and put Tapatio in it or take Budweiser and put pickle juice in it. <laughs> oh. But as far as the Tecate goes, oh. as far as the Tecate goes, there was so salt bad and seasoning and salt and pickle <laughs> yeah. juice. For all weekend Salt drinking, and pickle juice was a big deal. Don't do it, Chuck. I mean, no. All right. I love a good craft yeah. beer, but I also Dude. I'm not scared so to stop argues, at a gas station. He argues that the Modelo biggest shock of like, like is twenty four ounce beer. All right. The Modelo, yeah. Mango. Dude. So he argues. He argues that the, the mango chile beer, like, like twenty four ounce right. beer, and the Modelo. Yeah. Mango Chile's life is that at racetrack you find the Modelo, the Mango Chile beer. Mango I, Chile, I yeah. love that beer. We were having, I've seen it. Big I've drinking nights here a few weeks ago, months ago, and he was like, "Yo, this is gonna sound ridiculous." In terms of the level we're swinging right now, but well, when you bring over a DDH Ghost and you bring over a beer, <laughs> yeah. you stop that at racetrack. You bring over a Modelo Mango Chile. People are like, "Come on, bro!" Like, <laughs> yeah, you told me to bring something. This is yeah. what I'm bringing. So yeah. cool. Have you had it? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, guys, we come to the end of the show. I appreciate all of you uh, contributing with the beers. Jay, thanks for hosting the show here at the house. I appreciate that. Hey, my that, pleasure, man. man. Glad we got to drink some beers. This is awesome. Uh, Ryan, thank you for being on the show. I'm, yeah, thank I'm you glad for having me on. you got to come hang out before you head back to Mexico. Good luck with all that. Thank you. Mr. Tally. You could do an ABV from Mexico in terms of winter ball. Yes. Don't forget. There's can we travel? Can we go down there? I think we can. Uh, I'm all for it. I mean, it's up to us. I traveled to Ohio <clears throat> last week, and no. It was. So I don't remember getting an invite for the Ohio trip. Wear a mask. Do yeah, I'll let you know how. You know the, what, Chuck? You and I need and to reconnect. I have a lot of yeah. no friends in my life. Right Look, now. I'm a single guy with a lot Liz. of free time. Liz is a yes <laughs> and she's, she's a yeser. She's disagreeing. With us. <laughs> no, she's a let's go yeser. <laughs> and we have a lot of friends. I yeah, she's not going no. Yeah, <laughs> I forget about you. You're a you're a yes. Yeah, man. I got I got time. I've been watching you. <laughs> I know where it's at. I, I do what I can. I got. I got. I got to make sure Jay sounds good. And looks I get good it. And all this other stuff. So you're good. Looks good. And all this other stuff. So I do what I can. More of a task with how, dude. You getting back on the things ever, dude? I watched Not you hate that warehouse. Job. I'm having fun. It's a good time. Like, yeah, it's, I'm, it, no, yeah, I'm no longer Chuck yeah. Keith. So you know what, dude? You getting behind the money? You're in it a lot of hours right now. But it's I tell people off. this is the first job I've had where I actually. Even though I'm getting up at 4.30 every morning, I still look forward to going into work because I enjoy 4.30 every morning. I still look forward to going into work because I enjoy my job. It's a lot of work. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass, but it's a good time. So, But it's a good time. So, All right, guys, we're out of here. Follow Jay Cody at jdacody.com. You can buy all of his products online. He's got a new co- Guys, we're out of here. Follow Jay Cody at jdacody.com. You can buy all of his products online. He's got a new cookbook just came out. You go to Amazon. You can order it from the website as well. 
Follow him on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Ryan, you got some social media stuff people can follow you at? I only have Instagram. Say Instagram. He That's a good one. It is Teach Me to Doogie. There that is go. a good That is a good one. <laughs> or Dougie, however you want to pronounce it. But, yeah, so it's teach and then me and then the, the number two and then d-u-g-i there you I, go I, that's my only point i don't have facebook I used that's to have, great though. I, that's I, great i used to have twitter i don't have, yeah. twitter. I don't have, I don't have tiktok teach me to do dude, dude, yeah. never, never change that Brilliant. never yeah. change that tommy tally you fuck echo tango and remember to follow abv pot abv podcast on twitter and on twitter on instagram and facebook go look on our instagram page there's a link to our t public website page and you can buy all kind of gear and stuff and uh I need the money so we can do that. Kind of gear and stuff and uh, I need the money so we can do that. Alright, until next time I am Chuck P. This is the ABV Podcast. Cheers.